0: As we mentioned in the headlines there, Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou Macdonald announced a front bench reshuffle to lead the party into the next general election. Just to give you a flavour, Peter Story, Ona O'Brien, Louise O'Reilly and David Cullinan, they are all going to hold on to their positions. But some of the promotions, Pa Daly is promoted up to justice, Rosemary Connery Walsh up to public expenditure, Claire Coran, agriculture and the uh, former Sinn Féin spokesperson on agriculture, Matt Carthy joins us now and the newly appointed spokesperson on foreign affairs and defence. So, uh, Matt Carthy, what's Mary Lou's thinking? Why is now the right time for this major reshuffle? Good morning Ciara.
1: Um I think Mary Lou and the Sinn Féin leadership theaters firmly believe that this government are on the on, on the last chapter of this particular story and We want to deliver a government for change and Mary Lou felt that a reinvigoration of the team was required in order to be able to put forward um, a fresh um, and dynamic team that will actually be able to convince the Irish people that we're the party that can deliver the change that they so clearly want in our view. So at the moment Sinn Féin is in
0: election mode, is it?
1: We, obviously yes we make no secret or apologies of the fact that we think this government are doing a really bad job they're presiding over a housing crisis in particular, that's causing huge implications for several families in every single community we've seen the reintroduction of forced immigration on this occasion not for economic reasons per se but simply because our young people who are well qualified and um, who um, have good jobs in many instances simply can't afford to put a roof over their head and I think the battles of recent weeks where government have lifted the ban on evictions at a time when they know by their own admission that several people and several thousands of people are going to become homeless with no place for them to go. So when do you um, feel there
0: is going to be an election realistically Matt?
1: Well I don't know, it's going to happen sometime between now and February 2025, either way this government is well over its halfway point so we're on the countdown in many respects to a general election. My hope is that that ha- election happens sooner rather than later, because every day that Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and the Green Party are in government, the damage that's been done to our, and particularly our housing system, but also in relation to several other public services right. is going... And therefore, um, the sooner, the better in our view.
0: Uh, Is this reshuffle an acknowledgement that if we are going to get into an election mode in the next 12 to 18 months or so, that Sinn Féin are going to be scrutinised on more than just their priorities, housing and health, and that you need to have clearer policies around things like climate and defence, for example, your new brief?
1: Well, I would say we have very comprehensive policies on all of those issues, and I would say that Sinn Féin has probably been the most scrutinised opposition party, um, and all of that is absolutely fine. I think this isn't about necessarily changing any policies, this is about um, putting forward a new, fresh team to outline and articulate those policies, and certainly um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be taken over John Brady and the spokesperson of Foreign Affairs and Defence, and um have a lot of my homework already done for me because John has been doing great work engaging with our defence forces, engaging with the Irish diaspora, engaging with Ireland's friends internationally. And all I intend to do is to build on that work.
0: If Sinn Féin were to get into government, are we to look at sort of these spokespeople as the potential future ministers? Is that what you'd be hoping for?
1: Well, certainly I wouldn't be presumptuous enough to think in the first instance that we'll get into government. I think there's a long um, road ahead of us. We, as I say, I believe firmly that the Irish people are up for change. They want to see this government out. I think it's our job now to convince them that we're in a position and we have the capacity to deliver that change. And then when that comes, of course, it will be Mary Lou MacDonald that will be deciding um, who her ministers are and in terms of how many positions we have in a, in, in a Sinn Féin-led government. And So all I can do between now and the general election is articulate Sinn Féin's positions on matters of foreign affairs and defence. Do the best that I can, um, and you know we'll see what happens when an election is called. But I wouldn't be presumptuous enough to think that simply because I'm the opposition spokesperson on a particular subject that that gives me in some um, in instances, you know, the right to a ministerial position in the first instance, the Irish people will decide. And then after that, our party leader will make her appointment um, based on merit, based uh, on our priorities and based on what's in the best interest of the Irish people. Uh,
0: obviously, if there's going to be promotions, as we said, there has to be uh, demotions, disappointments, particularly, I suppose, for Mariette Farrell, moved from public expenditure over to higher education. And for Martin Kenny, that you've uh, or that your colleague uh, Padalee has taken the justice brief off. tough for them.
1: And, well, in both instances, they have taken on what I consider to be a hugely important role. Um, Mairead Farrell, I think, has been excellent in the um, shot on the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform. I think she's really one of um, Sinn Féin's rising stars.
0: But, but moved, that, you yeah, would agree, to a less prominent role than the key portfolio of public expenditure.
1: Well, I don't know. To be quite frank, I think further education um, is, a, is a, an area that will grow in importance, particularly, again, when we're looking at what is the biggest issue facing um, our country, and that is the situation in relation to housing at the moment. Right. We can't build houses if we don't have apprenticeships, for example. And government have talked a lot of talk about actually having in place a system where we have the electricians and the construction workers of tomorrow, but they haven't actually been seen that through in terms of output. I okay. think that's one area that um, Mairead Farrell, likewise in the area of transport, it's an area that the government have been utterly, um, utter failures at. Um, and I think somebody with um, Martin's ability just to roll up his sleeves and get work done and to actually engage with sectors, I think Martin did a really good job um, as a right. well, spokesperson, a very difficult job at many, many times. Uh, as and I we said, sorry, Matt Carthy. dynamism to his new role.
0: Um, your new portfolio is foreign affairs and defence. Uh, and one of the things I suppose will be on your brief now is is your role in, in helping to form EU policy around assisting Ukraine. You did uh, tweets um, back when you were an MEP that you were in the European Parliament. There were votes on the EU-Ukraine Association agreement. And you said history was being rewritten by Eurocrats who failed to reflect EU's role in causing conflict. What did you mean by that? Did you think the
1: EU provoked Russia? No, and uh, you know, that tweet, I think, was back to 2014. And um, if, if, if I knew then what I know now, obviously, I wouldn't have tweeted it, to be quite frank ab- about it. Um, I, I was somebody who was a member of the European Parliament for almost six years. Um, I engaged very constructively. I think I have a record um, that um, stands up to scrutiny, um, so much so that I was re-elected on my second election to the European parliament and there are more times where I would have been critical of the EU policy in certain matters but when it comes to the invasion of Ukraine and the situation where we're currently in I wouldn't like to say anything at all now that would lay the blame on anyone else's shoulders other than Russia and other than Vladimir Putin because they are the instigator so I wouldn't provide or say anything now that would provide any succor or any destruction or uh, distraction away from that You've learned that a fact. lesson about Putin. It is, Russia to, it, is, it is Russia to blame for the situation that we are currently in. But that's not to say that we don't hold others accountable for other matters in respect of Ukraine. There is one aggressor, there is one invader, there is one occupier and that is Russia. And certainly I'll be working with government and with our colleagues at a European level to see how Ireland can constructively play a role in bringing an end to that conflict. All
0: right, Matt Carthy, thanks for speaking to us this morning. We'll leave it there.